Today we are going to celebrate the day of Pentecost. So what is the day of Pentecost? What do we celebrate on the day of Pentecost? And I want to show you a timeline so we can understand about this amazing day, what we call the day of Pentecost. So it starts with the birth of Christ, Christmas. And after that, Good Friday, when Jesus died for you and I, when he carried your sin and my sin and the whole world, he died for you. And three days after Good Friday, we celebrate Easter, the Resurrection Sunday, when Jesus rose from the dead. He is alive, so we can be alive. And after that, and after Easter, Jesus spent 40 days with his disciples. And I want you to imagine those moments, the risen Savior in a glorified body, talking and praying with all his disciples. Oh, it must be neat, right? I mean, all the disciples can see the scar, can see Jesus face to face in a glorified body. He was dead, now he's alive. Imagine that. Like, he was, I'll the whole disciples, like, wow, this is so wonderful, but it cannot last. Jesus must ascend to heaven, to the Father, and establish his everlasting reign, his kingship. After 40 days, Jesus ascended to heaven, what we call the ascension, and the disciples must felt an immediate sense of loss. But Jesus calmed them with an important promise. Let's read Luke 24, 49 to 51. And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised, but stay here, stay 10 days in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with the power from heaven. Then Jesus led them to Bethany and lifting his hands to heaven, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. Let's see again the timeline. So they stayed in the city for how many days? Ten days. Until the Holy Spirit came and filled them with the power from heaven. Now let's read Acts 2, verse 1 to 4. On the day of Pentecost, all believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of mighty windstorm and filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present, present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. 
So the day of Pentecost is the day we celebrate the outpouring of the power of the Holy Spirit. Some of us knows it as the baptisms of the Holy Spirit. And to help us to understand more about the baptism of Holy Spirit, let's take a look of three Greek words which are used to describe relationship with the Holy Spirit. And the first one, the first Greek word is para. The meaning is with or alongside. And the second Greek word is an. It means in or dwell. And the third Greek word that describes the relation with the Holy Spirit is api. It means upon or over or overflows. These are three Greek words which are used to describe relationship with the Holy Spirit in the Bible. In John 14, Jesus was encouraging a depressed disciples and he promised them to send the Holy Spirit who will abide with them forever. Let's read John 14 to 16 to 17. And I will ask the Father and I will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit. Who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it is because, because it not because it's not looking for him and does not recognize him, but you know him. Because he lives with you. So this is the first Greek word, para lives with you now. And later will be. In you. So this is the second Greek word, and in you. So here there's progression from Holy Spirit lives with you, para with you, and later will be in or and you. So in John 14, the Holy Spirit lives with the disciples. Because it says, right? Because he lives with you now. But later, the Holy Spirit will be more than with the disciples. The Holy Spirit will be in them. Now let's move from John 14 to John 20. And this story happened on the day of the resurrection on Easter. John 20, verse 19 to 22. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked door. Because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. So this is during 40 days when Jesus revealed himself. Jesus was standing there among them. He says, peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hand and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. I believe here, in John 20, the disciples went from live with the Holy Spirit to dwell in the Holy Spirit. When Jesus breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. This is progression 
from para to end, from from width to end, happens in the life of every believer. Before we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, the Holy Spirit lives with all of us. And I want to give you an illustration. Let me invite my wife, Yulia, to the stage. Let's say, she's not Christians yet. So this is before salvation. The Holy Spirit lives with her. Okay, so now I want you to imagine, just, this is not perfect illustration. So now I want you to see, I am the Holy Spirit. So this is my wife here, and I live with her, alongside with her. Alongside, not inside her, alongside. So this is the, the first Greek word, para, alongside, with her. So this is the Holy Spirit task to show her her sin. Yulia, what are you going to do with your sinful behavior? What are you going to do with your anger issue to your husband? What are you going to do with all that bitterness and anger and unsolved stuff? What are you going to do with that? So it is the Holy Spirit's job to whisper, to remind her, to show her the sin of her life. And also ask this question, Yuli, are you sure if you die today, you're going to go to heaven? So it is the Holy Spirit, live with her, remind her, show her the sin of her life. But also it is the Holy Spirit's responsibility to reveal Jesus in her life. The Holy Spirit will remind her, Yulia, Jesus came for you, Yulia. He died for you and he rose again for you. He's the truth, the life, and the way. Believe in him. So not only he will show the sin of the world, but the Holy Spirit live with, live with all of us to remind, to reveal the man of Jesus Christ. And at that moment, when Yulia believes in Jesus as the Savior of her life, the Holy Spirit comes into her life, dwells into her life. That's the second Greek word, and. And I want to give you more illustrations so you can understand this. So I have here an empty glass and full of water here. So here, this glass. So here, the empty glass represents all of us who never know Jesus Christ. We are empty. You lost. You don't have a purpose in your life. You get, man, what is the purpose of my life? We are empty. And the Holy Spirit is the living water. The Holy Spirit, this is the representation of the Holy Spirit, will create thirst in this empty, in this empty glass. And this empty glass, oh man, I want this water. Same with all of us who are looking for an answer in life. We are looking for something. And the Holy Spirit will live along them and remind them about the living water about the power of the Holy Spirit. And the moment Yulia believed in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit dwell 
in her. In that moment, Yulia is filled with the Holy Spirit. In that moment, Yulia will find purpose. The glass is filled with water like every believer is filled with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit dwells in them. Thank you, Yulia. Thank you, Yulia. So now we already learned two Greek words, para and en, which are, which are used to describe relationship with the Holy Spirit in the Bible. Now let's continue our study. The last Greek word is api, means upon or overflow or over. Yes, every believer has the Holy Spirit dwells in them. But listen carefully. But not every one of them has the overflowing of the Holy Spirit. Let's read in Acts 1 verse 8. It says this. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon. So here, the, the third Greek word, come upon, upon, happy, come upon you and you will be my witnesses. Telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So this is the third Greek word, happy. The Holy Spirit comes upon you. Upon you, over you. The idea is the Holy Spirit comes to overflow you. We call this event in our Christian's life the baptisms of Holy Spirit. Not water, the baptisms of Holy Spirit. Acts 1, verse 4 to 5. Once when, we, once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just few days you will be baptized with Holy Spirit. While all Christians have the Holy Spirit in them, but in many of them, the Holy Spirit is not flowing forth out of their life. They live an average Christian's life. They hang out with Jesus, but never overflow. Like Peter. Remember Peter? He hang out with Jesus. He believed in Jesus. But after Jesus died at the cross, he went to hide. He was scared to Jewish leaders. He tried to go back to his old life. He wanted to become a fisherman again. He thought Jesus died. The show is over. Let's go back. But after he baptized by the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, he preached the crowd. He preached to the crowd of Jewish people whom he was scared before. And 3,000 people believed. This is the same Peter who hide and scared to Jewish leaders. The same Peter transformed. There's transformation after baptism of the Holy Spirit. From the scared Peter to the brave Peter. 
because he was overflowed with God's spirit. It is God's desires, purpose, and will that our lives overflow with the spirit of him. We need to experience the happy, the baptisms of the Holy Spirit. And I want to invite again my wife, my favorite wife, come here. Let me fight again. Yulia. I have a thought. <clears throat> okay. So here my wife holding a glass filled with water. Hold, hold. Filled with water. In this moment, represent all of us. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. We have purpose in life. We have joy in the midst of chaos. We can stand firm in the midst of storm because there's something going on. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. And we have some assurance of heaven. If we go die, if we, I mean, drop that today, we're going to heaven. We have new experience in the Lord. Suddenly life becomes good. You find meaning in life. But we also need to understand that God wants her to be overflowed with the Holy Spirit. God wants her to be overflowed with the Holy Spirit. Overflowed with the Holy Spirit. Because in that moment, Yulia become blessing for many people. Yulia become blessing for me. Oh man, Yulia, now you become more and more like Christ. You, you, now you don't angry all the time. I like you now. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're a lovely wife. And suddenly her friends say, oh, wow. You changed a lot, Yulia. Now you become more patient. And now Mary says, like, mommy, I love you. Now you're more loving. I love you, mommy. So what happened to Yulia is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and touching everybody's life. She becomes a witness for Jesus. And let's read again Acts 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Right? Happy. This is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the word and is the result of this experience. This baptism of the Holy Spirit you will be my witnesses, telling people about Jesus everywhere, in your family, in your workplace. Wherever you are, you will tell Jesus. Baptisms of Holy Spirit empowers all believers to be Jesus' witnesses because there is something new overflowing in our life. Thank you, Yulia. As the Holy Spirit overflows in our life, what is it that overflows? What is the manifestation of baptisms of Holy Spirit? You know, Apostle Paul answered that question by saying this in Galatians 5, verse 22. The fruit of the Spirit is love. When a person is overflowing with the Holy Spirit, 
what overflows is love. The Greeks had several words for love. The Greek word for love within his family, within the family between Hiskia and Unita and Yolanda, it calls storge. The Greek word for love between friends, between me and Pastor Bernard, is phile. The Greek word for romantic love between husband and wife is eros. The Greek word for unconditional love of God is agape. When Apostle Paul said, the fruit of the Spirit is love, what is the Greek word represented love in the Galatians 5 verse 22? It is agape. It is the unconditional love of God. So when we are baptized by the Holy Spirit, the unconditional love of God flows in our life. Overflow in our husband who is baptized by the Holy Spirit. He becomes more loving. He practices self-control. He listens well. He slows to get angry. Wife who is baptized by the Holy Spirit is not what the Proverbs 21, 19 says this. It is better to live alone in the desert than with a quarrelsome, complaining wife. Instead, her husband praises her. Man, Yulia, you are so wonderful. Her daughter, her children enjoy her presence. Oh, Yulia, you are such an amazing mom. You become more and more like Christ. Love you, mom. Christians, who are baptized by the Holy Spirit, they are the most loving people on earth. They are patient and kind. They are not jealous or rude or selfish or prideful. They want to forgive one another. They don't easily give up on people. They have hope in the midst of trials. They endure through every circumstance. Let's read 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. Love, and the, the original Greek word is agape. Agape is patient. People who are overflowed with agape love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. Give it to me or I'll be mad. Give it to me, or I will leave the church. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wrong. Yup. You say, oh, yup, I remember what you said. You call me short. No. Christians who are baptized by the Holy Spirit, they decide to forgive. It does not rejoice about injustice. But rejoice whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Never lose faith. It always hopeful endures through every circumstance. And I don't know about you guys, but I need to be overflowed with this kind of love. I want to fill my home with this love. I want my church to operate with this love. You know, I want to share what God has done through our church during this pandemic. You know, in the middle of March, I felt a strong conviction from the Lord 
that what I need to do as a leader for this church. You know, I heard our member lost their job, lost their business. They get full low, concerned about the safety for people who work at the medical field like Paul, like Sabrina, and my sister, and many other. Concerned about my family, about everybody's family in my church. Concerned every student. And I remember my prayer to my Savior. Lord, if you are willing, please use me and this church to care to bless, and to carry their burden. Help me to carry this task that you put in my heart. And I shared this conviction to my leadership team. I said, we need to care. We need to bless. We need to carry out people's burden because following Jesus is not about self-preservation. It's not about, oh, I need to say because this is time of uncertainty. I need to survive. And I told you, following Jesus Christ is not about self-preservation. Following Jesus is about self-giving sacrifice. And the whole team, the whole team said this. I'm with you, Pastor Fowl. Let's do this. You know, I love this church because this church is full of people who are overflowed with the Spirit. They are willing to sacrifice to carry someone else's burden. They are willing to sacrifice to bless other people. They are willing to live a simple life for the sake of other people. And we made the first plan. We bought 120 instant noodles and we didn't ask money from all of you because we know it must come from us. You know, I remember, right? I told you, I give you two boxes. One, you keep it for your family because I care. We care. We love you. But in the same time, I also want to teach you to bless other people. So you receive two boxes. One, keep it, and one, give it away. And we made the second plan. We plan to buy around 120 pasta, spam, and mac and cheese. With the same purpose, to bless you, to care, to carry, one another, to carry one another burden, and also to teach you to care for people in this time around. And during the planning time, some people contacted me, Pastor Fell, I want to give. And I explained, oh, no, no, no need. This is for free because we are committed as a church to give. But these people said, no, no, I want to give. And I told them, okay, fine, you can give. Just make sure every donation you put for the mission, for the food giveaway, for the well-being for our community. Somehow, guys, God opens many doors that I never ever think that we can do as a church. We can care for the local businesses. We can care for the families who are struggling we can care for people who work in the front line, in the hospital. We can care for people who work in the grocery store. We can, call, we can care for people, not only in our local communities, but in Indonesia. Oh, it was mind-boggling. And I want to show you pictures. And, you know, I will share more pictures later, but there's so much we can do. And this ministry opens by Nita, Nita's mom's church. And I'm blessed, you know, because Nita just shared with me like, hey, Pastor Fano, I'm blessed, thank you. And I can bless for my mom. I said, Nita, the church want to join. I want to join. That's blessed nation. 
and God opens, not only we can bless for our local communities, but we bless other nations. And on top of that, we never stop supporting eight adopted kids through compassion. Never stop. So all this is the eight list of eight adopted kids through compassion. Someone asked me, Pastor Fan, what do you think about compassion? Uh, do you still support compassion? Absolutely. Absolutely. No questions asked. Listen, guys. In the midst of the financial uncertainty, we do not know about tomorrow, right? With all this stuff happening in our life, our God is still able to provide His people and our job, our job is to be faithful to Him. Let me say it again. In the midst of this financial uncertainty, our God is able to provide His children and my job your job, every all believer's job is to be faithful to Him. That is what overflows in our life. And in our church, when we are baptized by the Holy Spirit, God's love overflows in our life. Sadly, we don't care about, I mean, I need to save because I need to survive for the next month. Now we can understand, you know what? Life is belong to the Lord and now Lord use me to bless, to carry one another burden. Help me, Lord, to carry the widow. Help me to love all the single mom. Help me, Jesus. I hope, I hope, by this teaching in our life, and I hope by this teaching to all of you, you want to be baptized by the Holy Spirit today. Because it is God's will and desire and purpose that your lives overflow with the Holy Spirit. So the question that we need to ask is how to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. How? The baptism of the Holy Spirit must be received by faith. In the book of Galatians, Paul asked a rhetorical question about faith and the Holy Spirit. Galatians 3 verse 2. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believe the message you heard about Christ. You know, in ESV translation, it says this. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit, or, did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? The obvious answer is that they had received the Holy Spirit through faith. They did not earn it by keeping the law. They did not work for it. It was not a reward for attaining level of holiness. Rather, when they heard the word of God, they believed in faith. Receiving baptism of the Holy Spirit is like believing Jesus for salvation. How do we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior? We confess it with our mouth and believe it in our heart through faith. Yes? Yes? Same thing. 
If we want to be baptized by the Holy Spirit today, ask it by faith and receive it by faith. Romans 1:17 declared this. The good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. From start to finish by faith. So, so it's not like, oh, you know, at the beginning, I received Jesus Christ by faith. Now I need to attain level of holiness. I need to do something for the Lord. And now, God, I do this. I give a lot of money, Lord. Now baptize me with the Holy Spirit. No, it doesn't work that way. You receive Jesus Christ by faith. And you, if you want to be baptized by the Holy Spirit, you ask by faith today and you will receive it. Let me invite the worship team. So today, if you want to be baptized by the Holy Spirit, if you want your life be overflowed with his love, you want to fill your family with his unconditional love, you want to be his witness wherever you are, you want to live an extraordinary life full of power, ask it by faith. Because Luke 11, 11 to 13 says this, you fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So today, if you want to be baptized by the Holy Spirit, ask it by faith and receive it by faith. Amen? We will sing this song. And I want you to use it to meditate today's teaching. And I pray that you will make the best decision in your life. Remember, it is God's will, desires, and purpose in our lives to be overflow with His Spirit. God wants to baptize you with His Spirit. God wants you to spill the love of God in your home. God wants you to be more and more like Jesus. More and more like Jesus. And without the Holy Spirit, you will never be able to do it. So let's sing this song and meditate. And if you want it, Ask by faith and receive it by faith.